Mall Madness, the talking shop till you drop game. Mall Madness, it's the mall with it all, including zombies. That's solid. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back to Detroit Dart Talk. If you didn't catch from our intro there, we're going to be hearing all about some of our uh, past guests and moderators and, and friends and listeners' uh, experience at the recent mall zombie hvz game mall madness so joining us in the studio along with adam hello and alex hello we have moves when you talk (laughs) you just noticed that yeah squirrel yes uh that is brain hello i don't have a gift that moves when i talk but i want one (laughs) (laughs) we also have abe hello hello and spy mike Hello. Well, um, I am just realizing we didn't ask for votes on a letters to the editor. Wah, wah. Let's answer them all. Rapid fire countdown. Only like a few of them. Yeah. Well, there? no, there's a ton that haven't been asked. Like I, I recopied all the ones that were. Um, I've been crossing them out as we asked them. Uh, there were a couple of good ones. Oh, you mean that big list? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, we could just do the most recent one that got a bunch of reacts, which is Garguncles. Actually, It's Gunther had a really good one, given the fact that in addition to being the hosts, we're also the ones that run Z13. So I was thinking it might be a good time to ask to talk about this one now before it gets too much later. Maybe we can save Garguncles for next time. Yeah, that's fine. All right. I hear a credible source has given it a thumbs up, too. Ah, okay. So It's Gunther asked, Year one for Z13 at the new arena has come and gone. With that being said, as game hosts, what are the biggest challenges and takeaways compared to the Dart Club that you have seen over the last 12 months, and how have you overcome them, if any? There's been plenty. And I think having just gotten this last Z13 under our belts is a prime example of that. Someone can correct me if they remember more accurately. Like the first or second Z13 in the Laser Tag Arena, we tried to do our take on Trouble in Terrorist Town, which is uh, Infection in the Survivor Colony, has a infection mechanic where the terrorist can choose to either kill or they can discreetly hand a red number playing card to another human, and that person is now infected as well, and they become a terrorist. Played great in the Dart Club. There was a lot of open space. Uh, People could just kind of mill around, chat, you know, choose to group up or space out, whatever. But what we quickly found in the laser tag arena was there was so much cover that nobody could see each other. And the traders, the infectors, just would go on a free killing spree because nobody could see them to limit their discretion. Um, so and And that was... That is an extreme case of a lot of what we saw is games that we had really fine-tuned kind of just didn't work in the much more QCB space of the laser tag arena. So a lot of our favorite games we had to go back to the drawing board and do a lot of redesign on. And so some of them are like, I don't know, I don't want to, like when you go to an invitational, you're immersed because you're moving around the entire um you know, campus and the play area, and they have a storyline to draw you in, and you don't get a lot of that with Z13. So uh, there were certain game types like Infection and the Survivor Colony that I felt kind of gave us some of that, and uh, we lost out on that 
when it didn't work going to the new arena. So what we did at this last one is we stole a page out of Foamfest's book, you know, when Archer and Wheels and I can't think of who else went. When they all went over, they played a game called Pingers that uses timers um, to simulate people becoming infected or people that were uh, secretly infected finally turning. And so we used some of our uh, raffle money to pick up some of those timers. And the first game was a little bit rough, and then we made a few tweaks, and the second game ran pretty darn smooth. Um, we'll probably do a little bit more tweaking. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is um, figuring out a way to have everybody be able to carry the timers without accidentally hitting the buttons. Adam's uh, currently working on a solution for that using the uh, almighty power of 3D printing. These just like the clicker things that just count up? No, it, it's a legit kitchen timer. Okay. Digital kitchen timer. Yeah, little, little digital kitchen timer. So we absconded with one of those and put it in the HVZ museum. So we would, uh, I don't need to deep dive into how we changed it, but uh, I mean, because we're kind of going off on a side tangent of uh, it's Gunther's question. Uh, but things like that are kind of what we have run into is we've had to go back to the drawing board on some of our favorites. And in some cases, it's, um, you know, as simple as changing how the mechanic of a special works. Uh, in other cases, we've had to completely table games. Uh, in some cases, the way we designed it for the Dark Club only worked mediocrely, but then putting it into the laser tag arena, it just works, you know, darn near perfectly. Case in point, um, they came upon a midnight clear. Uh, we really didn't change much of anything of how we do um, it, other than the fact that we had to come up with different types of cover because at the Dark Club we had access to the metal barrels and the uh, you know copious supply of totes and stuff for them to create cover with. Um, so we had to figure out a way to bring in our own cover. But the rules as written work even better in the laser tag arena than they did at the Dark Club. You know, and unfortunately, uh, Adam and Alex, you guys have really only experienced one Z13 at the Dark Club. It's true. Although with that one, I you know something that popped into mind was at the dark club there was a lot more ability to sprint for further distances and people could pick up speed and i think in the beginning some players brought that mentality because they were so excited to be doing z13 again and yeah yeah, there's a there's a reason laser tag arenas generally have the don't run rules (laughs) (laughs) so like I think the players mostly self-regulated that aspect of it, of like, don't just run all out because you're probably going to run into someone or a wall in the dark. But there's some stuff like that that's really different from the laser tag arena as far as like safety, I guess. And like telling people like how to how to play with rule one in a safe manner of like, don't do something that might get someone else hurt. And uh, a change on the admin side for that was the boomer. You know, traditionally, you boom, you you know, wave the staff over your head in a circle. And th- that kind of hits walls and stuff in a laser tag arena. And people can't really run around you in a tiny hallway. So that was a change you Tim made on the fly was yep. just boom and hold the staff out. And people have to come touch the staff to get back in. Yeah. Hashtag boomer conduit strats. 
And also we've uh, like, we still have our old boomer staff, you know, Bobby Sue will, uh, will never go away, but uh, we also now have a second staff that is much shorter uh, and, and more easy to wield in the uh, laser tag arena. However, if someone accidentally hits it with a little too much gusto and pops it back into my face <laughs> as the boomer, that's not fun. Oh, did that happen? That happened oh. uh, two times, two or three ago. I was, I, I got the, I was the boomer, and I came up, and uh, we, I boomed at the bottom of the ramp in the tight hallway, and someone was running back to respawn, and they just slapped it oh. as far as they could, and it just popped it directly back into like my upper lip and nose. Oh. And you printed that thing with some heft, and it's got little spikes on it. <laughs> oh, does it have fake blood? I didn't notice. No, well, non-fake blood. It's not fake blood. <laughs> no, I did not bleed from it, <laughs> but it definitely, uh, definitely made me feel a little dizzy for a second there. Oh, I was I, like, "Oof." That. Um, Squirrel but that's Sl- a learning process. Yeah, Squirrel Slayer had a, a interesting observation as well. His loadouts drastically changed. Um, and I noticed that too. Like I, I would always go full kit at the dark club because just the way the play style worked there, there was a lot of opportunity for full auto, just the, the open spaces and um, just the tactics that people used. Full auto was a lot more effective. It really isn't in the laser tag arena. Um, so I very often will just do my belt and drop leg and just, you know, carry five or six mags and that's enough to get me through around or until I get tagged. I'm very fortunate that the pro Mark two came out between the dark club and the laser tag arena, because if I'm playing light, it's usually socks and chronos and I don't like bulky things flagging my presence. And the Mark two is shorter than, you know, a chronos. And so being able to just clear corners really tightly helps a lot. Like, I don't even the few times I used my FDL in the laser tag arena is is too long. Can't do it. Yeah, I uh, have been opting for the basic more than uh, my three, which is definitely my go to for for invitationals. Uh, I I would like the versatility of the three over the basic. Um, you know, being able to set it to two round burst and not have to worry about when to take my finger off the trigger. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's definitely been a reinvention of the genre, so to speak. But it's been mostly good. Um I think we've got a solid set of games. You know, some are a little bit easier to pull off than others, like we really have to plan transportation and time and, and whatnot when we're doing they came upon a midnight clear because there's so much extra that we have to bring now because we have to create our own cover. And supply drop totes and things like that but i i think that our gameplay is at a point that far exceeds where we were at the dark club as much as i love the venue and having the support of connor as the owner i think the venue at the laser tag arena has forced us to get even better with the game mechanics and as far as a story that was mentioned stay posted yeah yeah, we'll, maybe we'll have some storyline starting up soon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess let's move on um, and dig right into what everybody's really here to hear about. So Mike and Brain, I know you guys rode down together, and then Abe, remind us whereabouts you're from again. Um, me and my girlfriend drove up from Memphis, Tennessee, 
and we met up with her brother, sister-in-law, and a couple friends up in St. Louis. Uh, her brother lives in St. Louis. Okay. So you had a good little squad uh, of your friends and family as well. Yes, five five in total. Nice. And Brain and Mike, you guys had five or six? Yep, we had the muscular parents as well as Nick from Athens, who was also yeah. with us at Massif. Yeah. All right, well, Buff, welcome. Yes, what's been covered so far? Uh, we were no. actually just starting, so Not your, your entrance was perfectly timed. Well, technically the wife is also here in the cars, if you want her commentary on anything. Oh, that's right, because uh, she was with you. Yes. Yes, my wife was the fifth member of the Zombie Corps of Engineers. And not shooting everyone and their mother in the face, unlike at Grove City. Yeah, that's my biggest sadness for this coming weekend, but also my joy, because if I become a zombie, I don't have to worry about getting shot in the face or the crotch. I want to get shot. That's the best part, Alex. Come on now. The face I'm cool with. (laughs) I'm cracking myself up now. Do I mention the size difference between his face and his crotch? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Those, those, those balls are pretty massive. That's true. Massive? No, we're talking about mall madness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back on track, people. Let's go. Um, so, uh, Mike and Brain uh, met up with uh, Buff and... Uh, I don't know. What do we refer to her as? Lady Buff? Buff muscular buff, Mommy. Buff Mommy? She's the mighty, I mean muscular Mommy. Mama. Whatever. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Any of those will do. She, right. she will just laugh at whatever you do. All right. So Buff Daddy and Mommy met up with uh, Brain and Mike, and uh, then y- you got your squad squatted up with uh, Abe. Abe, what was your squad name? We were the future zombies. <laughs> we even we even made shirts. Nice. They, did. they were ambitious. It, there it, were it a was, lot of people who made shirts. It was, it was really cool. I think the most I've ever done to get into the theme of an HVZ I went to is I special I three D or well no I didn't Eric did because I didn't have a printer at the time uh, printed uh, side panels for my FDL two X. Uh, for the Youngstown Harry Potter game. And and one side said, imbued with basilisk venom, and the other side oh, said, yeah. this FDL slays horcruxes. I remember that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I still have them hanging down in uh, my workroom. Um, Which right. reminds me, I need to get out the Captain America suit for this weekend. Ooh. But anyway. <laughs> so... Tell us about, I mean, so this isn't just an HVZ. Uh, Brain, you you referred to it as Massive in the kiddie pool. And if our listeners, if you guys have not listened to Fall of the Gods, uh, Ohio HVZ takes uh, Massive, go listen to that episode because what a wild ride that was that these guys experienced. I mean, it is combining HVZ that we know and love with like full immersion LARP mechanics, super high level costume. Um, also pyrotechnics. Py- yeah, full pyrotechnics. Um, and blanks. Yeah, firearm blanks. I don't know why I'm explaining it, Brain. <laughs> you lived it. I mean, we, we've we've all been there. The, goal, the point is listen to the episode so that whoever was on that episode can explain it. Um, 
but I guess to further say what all was put into that blender, um, even when they were talking, like, so basically once they dropped, like, a teaser of the rules, Mike and I and so many people were just hammering the head admins with questions. And I'm about to head hammer the head admins with even more questions on Thursday. But um, yeah, we were just hammering them with questions like up until like a month later, they finally released a full rules doc because we were like, dude, we are paying you money and traveling from out of town. We need to know what's going on in this game. Um, yeah, uh, that rules and, doc didn't come out to like officially to like a week out from the event. I mean, they'd given like information yeah, like we had it all in seven parts, but we didn't have a succinct document that we could just scroll through and like um but to the point, um at one point there was an offhanded comment made by one of the mods saying, Oh, well nowhere else can you get this kind of close quarters HVZ experience and I just thought of you guys and <laughs> said to myself, Bet. What? And so it literally is like if you had Z13 and then you gave you like if you gave Z13 an entire mall's worth of space and slowed down the zombies by a little bit and then added buffer swords. That's I think the perfect way to describe this game. In a basic RPG style leveling mechanic. So yeah. all right, so, so you so, can upgrade your various skills depending right. on what you want to do. So let's Fuck, talk about trying to eat ASA again. <laughs> Let's talk about that, because, Brain, you kind of gave a, a, a short synopsis of how this works. So the way they slowed down the zombies, like you just said we would need to do, you said that the zombies had to go back to a certain area to respawn, right? Yes. So each mall has, like, its core pathway and then, um, like, wings off of it that, like, will lead to, like, the JCPenney or whatever. Right. Um, and so... Each of those wings had the a spawn point for the zombies. Um, so they had to go there and collect a poker. Oh, no. Yeah, they had to go and collect a poker chip that they could drop when they were shot again so that humans could level themselves. And they didn't just... So the whole process was you... If you were an active zombie, you had the like poker chip on you. When you got shot... You drop the poker chip. You picked up ammo, so they actually had zombies collecting ammo to an extent. Ideally, you're supposed to do whatever shot you. Sometimes they take more, but you would need at least a singular piece of ammo. That ammo is actually what you would go and trade into the respawn point in order to take another poker chip, and that was the full respawn process, and then you could go back out. So they paid their players to pick up... Ammo. Huh? Well, there there was also a hidden thing because one of these zombie upgrades is to be a burster, uh, which throws ammo back at ah, you. So, okay. so and and I was wondering about that because if you specifically address this, I missed it in in the five minute respawn recap is whether or not zombies had power ups as well. They oh, did. They yeah, absolutely. So did. many that that was so like half of the reason that it all worked. They gave humans melee. They had to give zombies counterplay. Interesting. Well, I assumed there would be like zombie, you know, um, uh, perks and specials that they would include. I just wasn't sure if it was a level up system like the humans had. Yeah, Basically, there, it, yes, there weren't 
they weren't specials in the sense that Ohio will do like a moderated special or even New York where they'll right. give a person a penny or whatever. Um, everything I think we would understand colloquially as like perks, but those perks progressed. So like one sort the way they did two. it was like one foot becomes two foot, you know, yeah. et cetera. And so eventually you have zombies with like 10 foot chain whips, which is literally pool noodles with rope threaded through it. So mm-hmm. you could straight up like that's in my like hushed segment. It was like, all right, I'm going to hit Mike in the face with this chain whip because it literally I had a 10 foot chain whip and I could reach over the barrier that the humans had fortified themselves in. And like I got like inches away from some dude. No, oh, wow. I would say you also missed hitting me. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you knew how to like dodge a thing like now, you, you didn't stay right true. by the barricade. All right. So if you were a level two human. And you got turned. Did you start as a level two zombie? No, no. You no. had to work your way back up. You, you. So this game did let other people transfer their levels. So like, there were some zombies uh, who just bent through their Went levels because you could only get up to like five levels as a zombie because you were all technically solo players. I think. Um, yeah. No, because yeah. there were teams. There were squad. There were zombie squads. Um, but anywho, you. Per- it was, was more a loose association than the humans. Then. Yeah. There was less progression for zombies because you you only ever have the one goal and your your class was basically your weapon, um, mm-hmm. and those were like there it was like a more rigid like Qatar gauntlet thing, um, mm-hmm. and Plus. then there were there were also swords, and then there were shields. There were also like Captain America Infinity War shields that you could totally melee with. Basically, if it had a pool noodle edge, you could hit people with it. Um, yeah. Wow. So there were zombies who were trying to Captain America us. Um, there were also specific rules regarding the zombie upgrades. Um, for example, if you had a pool noodle or a chain whip, um, if that weapon was hit by, say, a sword by a human, it counted as a stun because the tentacle is part of your body. But then, if you had the rigid PVC claws, which is what I ended up going with when I when I was turned. I had the rigid PVC claws. A rigid PVC covered with pool noodle, those could actually block um those could actually block uh darts as if they were a shield. So, you know, there were advantages and disadvantages to to the zombie upgrades depending on what you selected. Yeah. Cause like your Wolverine claws only got to like I think five feet, but you know, if you mm-hmm. have ten feet of rope, uh, you can make even a chain whip. It, 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 it was a couple feet at most. It, there was a compromise thing in the middle that was had really long noodle claws things, but it counted <laughs> as floppy, uh, so you oh, could okay. still melee it and kill it. Yeah, there, there was a there 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 were some of the Wolverine claws where I was like, ah, oh, nope, not going near that. No. Uh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. that was me. That was what that was what I went with because I was like, I can block like Wolverine. <laughs> another thing that was there, which was another reason for the human melee counterplay, um, zombies had immunity rings, which came into a mm-hmm. big play later on, where it was basically like an octagonal frame made of like different segments of PVC, and you could gradually fit more people in them the bigger the hoop was. Yeah. And yeah, you, can you, always the the yeah. you can always melee you, someone that was in the hoop. Yeah, yeah. You, you threw the ring on the ground. As soon as the person who's carrying the ring stepped in it, they were immune to ranged attacks, but, although melee could still hurt them. But as that type of zombie pro- progressed, 
those rings got bigger, so you could eventually hold up to six people, uh, ring bearer included, uh, once you got to level five. So you could have piles of zombies that you could not shoot. Or, well, you could, but it wouldn't do anything. Ineffectually. Which is why, like, I was really happy that once I got L3, I, because I was going to go with one of my, I think my Mark 26 or a Nightingale, actually. Um, But I was like, I think we need a sword right now. And it turns out that Socks, armor, and a sword are. Oh my gosh. Busted. Yeah. Oh, busted. Watching you just run through crowds just going tap, 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 tap was hilarious. Oh, oh my god, so also, funny. Like, zombies would be staged up, like, focusing on one group of humans, and I'd just come around from the other side, like, I didn't know what was on the other end, and I'd just pop, 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 pop. Wow. If you have more focused questions, please well, ask so, them, or so I'll just go. You've kind of talked <laughs> through the mechanics that they've had. I mean, I assume other than what you've described, it's... It was similar enough to what we're used to knowing as Z, as uh, HVZ, you know, uh, stun yeah. timers and, and no, no, no stun oh, timers no. because your oh, right. mechanic That's was right. to do the right. token. But yes, um, the, but the other different thing was there was it's called wounded. So when you got tagged, you didn't just die. Oh really? Um, you were functionally. Spittered, but you couldn't defend. Yeah. So, like, you took a knee, and then another zombie got to confirm so that kill. It, you. it was kill confirmed style. Yes. Yes. And the also, humans could wound. Correct. So it was one of those where, um, where if you got hit with anything, heck, if you part of their one of the rules was if you ran into some of their cover that they put up, you you basically wounded yourself in the process. You splatted against the wall. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Really, if you came into contact with anything, you basically ended up wounded. And then it was a matter of, were you going to get healed or were you going to get killed? And you were just kind of stuck there. Or one of the perks that I got, because I am known amongst many of my squadmates for running off and overextending is the nice way to say it. Um, You can self-revive if you have armor. And also it made it so that the zombies had to eat through your armor to actually confirm your tag. And so a lot of times I would be a person running through a crowd with melee at the human group. I know it's for safety. They don't know who the fuck I am. So a lot of people reflexively shoot me. I'm like, okay, well, I've been shot and I would go down. But usually I would just go one, two, three, four, five because I have my own respawn mechanic. And that saved my ass so many times. All right now, so let's let's veer towards that. So you talked a little bit about five minute respawn. So how did this level up system work? You started as a level one human with no class, but I'm bump, and uh-huh. you became a level two human with no class. Uh, so there were <laughs> there were three classes that a squad could pick up. Only squads could pick up could have classes. Otherwise, you if you were a solo player, you basically could only do the weapon progression or spend your XP on um, like deployable upgrades, so like med kits or armor. Well, no, not armor flags. Yeah, med kits. Really, med kits. Um, and so the three classes were armor, which was a penny with a pauldron and football flags on it, and the base ability was you had a five second respawn count to yourself so you could if you got wounded you could go one two three four five and then you were back up 
on your own. Right, I think that was ten, actually. Uh, no, I think someone five. told me five. I was doing uh, five. Yeah, I, I went back and reread. But anyway, countdown, <laughs> countdown. It sure happened, and I sure lived, and you sure benefited, so... <laughs> yes, you did. Because <laughs> I know the medic backed up was five. Yes. It and might have been... It might be one of those... Um, not armor definitely should have been ten, but I think it was only five. Uh, I'm pretty sure armor was five. The medics, uh, when, once we get there, uh, is longer. Oh, yeah, because medics could self-revive eventually as well. Medic self-revive was, I think, 30, and I Double think... two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the second class was Medic, which could revive others with a 5 count, and then at level 2 they could self-revive with a 30 count, and then at level 3 they could uber-charge, like in TF2, and whoever they uber-charged could not be stunned. Um, medic but you could hit the Medic. Hurt. Yeah. And I don't think they let us chain things. Yeah, that would have been funny if they had a circle of medics like Mike suggested. Oh, <laughs> that only would take three. I'm just imagining uh, Alex going into combat with me, hiding behind him, uh, uber charging him. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. That w- Realistically, if you had like three Prometheus medics, which would take eight levels. Yeah, so if you got. If you each killed 40 zombies, or if somehow you killed 120 zombies, you could have a ring, uh, assuming that was allowed, you could have a ring of uber-charged Prometheuses. Oh, jeez. So, goals for next year. <laughs> Except that I think we plan on Ozying. Because... Until you get surrounded we... by zombies and rings where that the Prometheuses do nothing. Yeah, but the zombies can't hit you, so... <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> anyway trying to get, break the game aside the last class was engineer and thankfully became useless based on because the, the zombie killed everything yeah yeah based <laughs> on the level of en- the engineer determined what uh size or type of cover they could move around the uh mall so in theory the engineer could pen zombies in keep the flush beasts once we get there, uh, keep, uh, keep uh, special things hidden away, or as someone did, just like completely dismantled a ton of cover and just left the wide open space in the mall. And which was that, so nice. That was such a good, like the fact that the the spirit of this game, despite it being human versus human versus zombie, was just cooperative. Everyone benefit. It probably wasn't as much of a benefit having less cover, but it also meant that I didn't have to, like, clear umpteen, like, cardboard corners whenever I walked down a hallway. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that's the reason. I was originally supposed to be engineer, but after someone went through and just took out so much of the cover, I was like, well, that's pointless now. <laughs> Everyone else can level. <laughs> yeah, we had to, like, bully him into giving our XP. Like, at one point, we just had 20 XP leveled up, and I was like, this is for you. You level up. And then, and then at that point, they stopped leveling. <laughs> um, there also used to be an engineer perk that they did not carry over, that engineers could fix armor. And initially, Mike was going to be my engineer and make sure that my armor was <laughs> popped off. And then that was scrapped, and so I just murdered myself. All right, so you've talked about skill progression, 
but you also mentioned weapon progression. Yes. yes. So um, the way the way it kind of broke down was um, anything, both um, your gear. So like we always talk about our loadout, our kit, all that sort of stuff. They actually had a progression system to it. So uh, just right off the bat, um, everyone started out with a base like level one, and they called it load points because logic. Um, because not only were your blasters broken into tiers, but actually your gear. Uh, the easy way to put it was tier one blasters. The bottom level, which everyone started with, was ten shots or less springers only. Tier two was thirty or less, and it was you could then use semi-auto as well as everything below it. Tier three was um. Full auto, 100 rounds or less. Thank you. Was full auto, 100 rounds or less. And then I think tier four might have just been anything. It was, was 200. It 200 and then yeah, it was, I think it was anything sub-Prometheus, because like, they were really specific yeah. about that number. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting was, um, so we talked about leveling up. When you went in to level up, you basically gained another load point. What that meant was you could either move to the next tier of what kind of blasters you were using, or um, your gear. So um, anything that held, well, I think it was three or less mags was free. If it held four or more, you needed to basically spend a level point to use it. And the other big one was um, if your dump pouch carried a gallon or more, you had to spend a level point to use it, which meant right off the bat, if you were running, say, something with 10-round mags, you were only really able to use, um, I mean, and they basically said you could use two or like as many mags as you can fit in your pockets. Yeah. Or it, it, anything that you would consider necessary clothing to wear in public, then you could carry as much stuff as that would allow. So cargo pants were a good thing. Oh, cargo pants were an amazing thing. Um, it was actually really interesting because reading through the way they had the rules set up, it seemed very like they weren't taking half-lengths into account in any capacity. They even like, like they knew and they did not know. Yeah. Cause we had, cause we had even asked about like community dart bins and like, will they have ammo potentially spare mm -hmm. ammo there or what was going to happen yeah. with that? And the big conclusion we got was, We'll have rival rounds and full lengths. We're not going to have any half lengths available in any capacity on our end, um, which was really interesting because, well, it then was brought into context that they haven't done one of these since pre-COVID. Yep. So given that half lengths weren't as mainstream then, um, right. because I know personally, when we got to tier two, um, I was able to run like three in a drop leg or not a drop leg three in a uh cargo pocket and then my fdl and call it a day yeah because if it was more z13 style play you didn't need a whole crap ton of ammo yeah no you didn't the other thing of note is that they really didn't regulate socks because ideally it's one very large piece of ammo but arguably a sock belt is a bandolier or a vest and so a lot of people who are like complete sock ninjas with like full sock vests tier zero whatever 
I mean, it, it, it sucks. If you're good enough to do socks, they didn't really care. I mean, it, 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 it's not sock Jesus. It's very much sock ninja. Well, no, because these were like sock tank. It's well, yeah, your Oklahoma area guys throw quite well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking through all of the, the implications of this. Wow. Yeah. No. But yeah, for, for context, for the vast majority of the game, I was using a downgraded uh, Dark Zone Pro Mark 2.1 carrying 11 mags on me. And until we got to the finale, that's the only thing I used. Wow. Also, the zombies picking up ammo mechanic either wasn't done enough by the zombies or they underestimated the amount of ammo that was going to be flying around because... By mid-game, there was no scarcity for scavenging. Like, I basically kept topped yeah. off. You're just scavenging off the floor because ammo is everywhere. Well, it, that also kind of plays into gameplay stuff, but I imagine we're going to get into that in just a second. Yeah. <laughs> Due to the objectives or lack of completion thereof. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I got one-third of the objectives. So... I think that's kind of where I was going to go next. Um, I'm trying to think if there is. Um... Oh, yeah, I, I think that covers most everything mechanic wise. There may be little things here and there, but we'll yeah. cover those when when they pop up. Yeah, I kind of want to hear about how the game went now. Like, OK, the, the story. Well, yeah. what, what stories that... did you guys come out with? Oh, OK, well, plot wise, it was very much. Um, Army of the Dead, you know, raid the vault, try to get a bunch of loot and get out of there before zombies kill everyone. Um, the primary objective was to open up six different treasure chests. They were just, you know, giant Tupperware bins with uh, locks on them uh, to gather resources, balls of different colors. And once you got ten points worth of each color resource, that was the primary objective. After that, there would be secondary things and eventually a final objective, but no one ever got that far. Um, how you did the primary objective was each section of mall in the area around that tub would have QR codes posted. They could be conspicuous. They could not be conspicuous. Some were like very inconspicuous. Yeah, like underside of table inconspicuous. Oh wow! Props to Muscular Mom for finding one of the under table things. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was under the um, the massage chairs. It was under the actual like place where you put your card in for it, just right on the bottom. And these are like index cards, so you don't. You need to be. Gonna be you need to be like laying on the ground or like kneeled and like contorting yourself under, not able to fight zombies to find these. Oh, wow. It was, it very much felt like almost like dossier hunting, but worse. Yeah. Because yeah, it wasn't very explained very well of exactly how hidden things could be. So people would often find two or three of the four QR codes necessary for unlocking a thing. Uh, wouldn't find the last few they needed and would just say, eh, move on to the next thing, or would just 
skip doing objectives altogether and just work on upgrading their loadout through token collection. And you, and to unlock one of these, you needed all four. Like, yeah. you couldn't get away with just three unless you wanted to semi-guess in the dark. Um, they were very adamant that they did not want you to um, try and break the box in any way. That was just, you'd get kicked out of the game if they saw that someone had broken open a box. Yep, they were um, like, that's cheating. But it was I mean, the it, kind of thing... Yeah, in, in theory, if you wanted to sit there and try, try to pick the lock or like go through the combinations you were more than welcome to but that's time not defending yeah they would have said that you can pick the lock because i almost asked them about that like i have a lock picking kit i could have well the problem is many of those locks didn't actually oh yeah they didn't have it well i think any of those locks you could have like shimmed with a soda can well that's what i was just about to ask um the types of locks they were was so the one I the two I know for certain were I and I think I remember seeing at least there were six total just for reference um, and three of them I know definitively there was one that was like your standard like high school gym look that had like the turn so many this way to one number turn so many that way to the other turn so many this way to the third one I know that, there that, was that you could listen to and figure her out but that it's true. a with lots of people doing things so it'd be hard. There was a um, directional lock that you can like push a center, almost joystick style thing up, down, left, right. And I'm almost positive there was at least one letter. And so, like for the up, down, left, right one, I think the four pieces of the puzzle one gave you a grid of a bunch of different directions, one gave you the order you're supposed to go through that grid, one gave you like the starting point, and one gave you. Like, there was one more piece to that, that you needed all four of those QR codes in order to be able to confidently and easily open the lock. Sadly, sadly, it wasn't the Konami code, because I heard people (laughs) trying to think of that, and yeah, that didn't work. (laughs) Wait, tried to? Who doesn't know the Konami code? Well, well, I, 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 the millennials, they, so... I, I bet they tried it, but it wasn't the answer. So, okay. <laughs> but you, you, you could hear people talking of, wait, wasn't it up, the, up, the left, right, left, right? The, you know. <laughs> Jeez. So, but, it's these days. Um, so, Brain, at one point in your um, live adjacent, you talked about farming hallways for XP. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was fun. The two uh, words. So the there were two main hubs, the food court, which was like player staging, and then there was the admin pit, which is where you got all your perks and your power-ups. These were on and all of each other. We didn't even have to like cross any of the hallways. We could hug a wall. And yeah. to that end, we passed we we very much passed a zombie spawn point because it was like not quite right across from the admin pit but almost across from the admin pit. There was enough stuff in the way that it wasn't really, it didn't feel like it was across from it, but you definitely had to pass a zombie spawn point. So that, that well, it was initially, uh, uh, they eventually uh, moved it farther down. So it was at the very end of the hallway and yeah. closer to it. <laughs> it was, um, the new spawn point location was behind that little, uh, children's playground. Yeah. But um, it meant that you would go to your admin pit, you'd stun a few zombies, get their coins, go to the admin pit. Now you've got a few more coins that you can trade in for stuff, as well as whatever other coins you were about to turn into a level. Yes. Uh, yeah. Go all, out. All, all, this, 
XP farming combined with the relative inability of people to do the objectives meant there were lots of humans doing lots of farming, trying to do lots of upgrading, and the line got longer and longer. Yeah, it was two people running one Google form, if I recall correctly, and that's how yeah. it pulled everyone up. Yeah. The, it, it's a logistical thing that definitely didn't come up the first two years, and they didn't expect it to play out like this. It might have been different had the QR codes been a little easier to find. Yeah. The other thing that made a there was another really good XP farming spot is... Um, the food court in the bounds of what was safe actually oh, yeah. extended a little bit into the hallway and one of them um within that wing of the mall because the mall was really just a giant like plus sign um but on that particular wing um it extended enough into the hallway that you could take like two steps out of it be within line of sight of the respawn so you could just in you you could fire from the safe zone and actually manage to hit zombies that were respawning um so it gave a really nice like if you can draw them far enough away you can just farm that corner and if things got hairy just run into the food court if needed exactly what we did okay so, so many uh, times so i, I want to take a second and, and ask about the experience coins then so if you killed a zombie they dropped the coin or they came and handed it to you oh they, they dropped, dropped it. it where they died now, uh, and so I I would like sock a zombie up and over a barricade because they were like tucked away in a corner. I would have to go around that barricade and compromise myself to get that coin. Now, was the coin fair game to anybody, or was yes, it yes, okay, yes? I probably yes. only earned about half the XP that I got because <laughs> we we, we leveled up ground. a few times off scavs. Yeah, I even there were even like objective balls, which we'll get into, that were just rolling around on the ground. That I just kind of picked up. So we got like, we overachieved some of our objectives because one of them I just found on the ground. Hmm. But, but yeah, it, it was very much if the coin was on the ground, anyone could take it, regardless of who actually shot the zombie. And us being the zombie corpse of engineers, half the time we just shot the zombie that if, if it was near another group, it was like, you can have the coin, whatever. I think I have some zombies. Fighting over, especially when the humans were cooperating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we straight up looked at the competitive nature of the game and said, "Nah, no, 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 no." Yeah, you kind of addressed enough, that in your uh, your live adjacent as yeah, well. Yeah, there were enough groups that did that that it was a it was a very good game yeah. in total. Yeah, had the objectives been easier to get overall and had there been less actual resources it could have actually been a compelling thing to do but given the how hard it was to do it in the first place and once they unlocked all of the bins this was like two-thirds of the way through the game where they just said eh, everything's unlocked since nothing yeah. was happening and but there were so many balls that it just wasn't limited enough to matter well, and I guess more because maybe like if they had 100 players and they calibrated it, so there were only like 90 balls in those boxes. And so like theoretically, one or two squads would get screwed over. But this relies on every human being alive for that. Whereas when you're down to 60, 40, yeah, every group can get everything. Yeah. The other thing that was impactful about the balls that we were returning 
was that they had um, point values. So your team needed to turn in 10 points worth of balls to have cleared that objective. So, um, two fives. Yeah. Our Every group time. primarily did our group. No, once we did three fours, just because we couldn't find two fives. But, oh, yeah. But then it turns into a, and if you're carrying a ball, that hand is technically like you can't, you, when you grab the ball, you had to carry it open in a hand. You could hand it off, but you couldn't necessarily use that hand to do anything else. You couldn't put it in a dump pouch. You couldn't do anything with it except hold it. You couldn't really meant, even have a blaster like kind of like two fingered on it. Like you'd, that ball was yeah. that hand. So it very much became this. Everyone like squads were groups of five. If everyone took a two, that'd be kind of cool. But what ended up happening was, um, I know we mostly just grabbed two fives. The two people that had gotten up to flywheels just said, we'll take them. And then we just kind of went. Or sword. <laughs> or yeah, sword. Um, but yeah, go ahead. That reminded me, Brain, you mentioned in your uh, your show that you made a level two sword. So what? How so did- the swords were regulated kind of like the zombie buffer, the zombie weapons where up to a foot was level one. Uh, so like a dagger is kind of like you can just punch a zombie a little easier is how I explain it. Don't punch your zombies, but it's a, I, it's a very, it puts you in a very compromising position because if they have any power up, then they probably have the upper hand on you. But me at six foot with a level two sword meant that I was better equipped to deal with a five foot person with a three foot sword because I could just reach over them. Gotcha. Yeah. And then there were some people, I think the nerf, like the nerf, like, the swords that nerf sells were all level three because they were over 24 inches long from hilt to blade or from hilt. To yeah. Blade. Hmm. Okay. So if you had like a two foot thing, of PVC from the hardware store, that was your L2 buffer. Pretty easy to do. Cool. So yes, that, that was the general layout of the game. The first half to two thirds was the XP farming resources, not generally being recovered. It was our two groups plus armor. I think we're the only ones that actually unlocked uh, one of the. Yeah. Yeah, there were. No, we had. uh, There was a third group that was not armor, but armor was also working with. Yeah. Helped us out with the puzzle itself. Armor was there playing as a single player. He had partnered up actually with a Southern, like a Maryland group, because it was part of Taco Hell. Um, And then it was our two groups. And we kind of found a quiet corner where literally no one was and just doured the um, area for all the yeah. codes. Um And then we found it and it was really funny actually because we found it and we went back to the pit and we made it back to the admin pit to like turn them in and we're waiting in line. And at that point, I think they called a game pause. Yes. Uh-huh. And, yeah. They I think we a game did. Pause. Well, yeah, because we, we did turn in our balls and they were shocked that we were that we had actually done it. Because yeah. no one else had. Um, so they called a game pause. Every, they had everyone go back to the food court. At that point, they um, announced, hey, give us a minute. We're going to collect all the QR codes. The boxes are all unlocked. Just turn stuff into this. Um, and then I think they walked us back. So one of the concerns going very early into the game, and I give huge props to the mod team for this, was um, 
we had to get upgrades from the admin pool, but we were, they originally going to start us in the food court. Now that meant that there was a stretch from the food court to the admin pit. We would have to go to get any upgrades. Right. Many groups wanted to start with a medic on their team so they could ensure they could get people up. And that would mean that for that first stretch, that wasn't an option. And I think they were able to garner that everyone was feeling very uneasy about this. And so they offered to basically give us a safe walk to the admin pit and start the game from there uh, instead. Not only uneasy, it's just that so many groups were planning on doing the same thing that it was just going to turn into a giant stampede going toward the admin pit. So Also very true. You would need to have, at maximum, three-fifths of your humans starting off as Sakunjo when maybe... 10 people were comfortable doing that. Yeah. Um, so, so how intense was the actual zombie gameplay? Like, I mean, are we, are we talking like end war final stand? Are we talking Z one three? Are we talking like mission zero of an invitational where there's just a couple of zombies. And if you manage yourself properly, even uh, with your loadouts nerfed, like they were, um, I, I, the close quarters probably closer to the Z13. I mean, granted, it was only like ten percent uh, started as zombies in the first place, so it wasn't quite Z13 intense. But it I was would, much closer to that than End War. I would consider I would, it about uh, Detroit Dark Club Z13 in terms of how tight everything was, but the yeah. threat came up like at a happy medium between. Uh, laser tag Z13 and Dark Club Z13. Okay, if that makes it all any sense, it, it does because there were plenty of our games at the Dark Club where if you positioned yourself in the right spot, you couldn't be taken by surprise. Now, you couldn't really advance through the gameplay if you did that, but okay, yeah, that would that would be a fair assessment of it. Was there were certain spots. Um, certain corners, certain locations that if you just kind of set yourself up right with the right people, you could just kind of hold a corner. Um, it very much was, it felt like a very slow grind for most of it in terms of we as like, yes, I would there, say were there was of- an exponential increase because the zombies started yes. very not threatening, but they ramped. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Abe can testify to the appearance of noodles. <laughs> oh, so, what what are you guys talking about there? No, uh, basically, when when the Zed started getting their upgrades, a lot of it was almost surprising to the humans because we didn't necessarily know that they all had upgrades. For example, one of my moments was. We 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 were trying to flush out some zombies to clear out one of their tarp houses. The tarp houses are the uh, areas where the lock boxes were, where the objective was. So I'm you know I'm all cocky. I'm like I'm walking up and I'm like all right I'm 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 gonna take this guy out. And then I get about six feet away and a giant freaking you know <laughs> tentacle spear thing. Like I almost got scorpion through the through the door. I literally fell flat on my ass and I was like I was like beer or something. Uh, and oh my god, it was it was terrifying. Like like the, oh, the first time shit. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the first time the, the the chain comes out the window, you had no idea the chain was there, and, it, <laughs> and I I dodged, but but I I landed on my ass dodging it, and like was like screaming something like spear or something, and and then you know the rest of a few more humans came in and took out took out those zombies, but but I I can attest the first time that started happening, it, it was it was terrifying. They, the zombies did that really well too because they had a guy who was in one of the safety rings. And so he was baiting all of our darts because he was just standing like right outside the door. And like, you couldn't see the ring because it was behind the children's playground shit. And so we would take shots at him and he just kept standing there. And we're like, huh? Okay. Guess we'll stop shooting him. And so then, you know, we see Abe go to clear him out and then chain whip him on his ass. It was so good. It was hilarious, terrifying, but hilarious. Full agree, full agree. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes those are the best stories. Yeah. It's like when I see the boomer pop like right in front of my face. And <laughs> if the boomer then, pops oh, right yeah. in front of your face, oh, you weren't God. playing smart. Uh, that, that, that was the other thing of uh, the, the fifth member of our, our squad, uh, Nick. He was our medic. One of, oh, the yeah. times, one, one, one of the times where we were just, you know, farming XP outside the admin pit. Yeah, uh, you know, just oh, helping people. One of the bursters that that throws ammo to just stun anyone in front of them came up. They hit a, a couple people, including Nick. So our medic is down, and he wasn't level two yet, so he couldn't self revive. So it just turned into this giant defend the medic and associated people while yelling to get another medic over here. And it was, it, it, it was a struggle. I'm surprised we didn't lose anybody. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, part of what that was, was really, was he goes down. I hear someone yelling medic. I'm like, Nick, 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 go. I go out. I find he's the one on the ground. They're like, get over here. <laughs> At this point I had unlocked my FDL. I'm like, the team's heavy. So I'm sitting there taking shots, defending him. Another medic comes, gets him back up. The medic gets just far enough out of range for the spitter to go and just wipe us all down again. And we just yell for the medic to come right back. So it's a lazy chain of medics. Very, that was a very tight corner spot. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. Um, also, I think one of the, oh, well, um, the, I don't know if y'all want to get into this now, but the first appearance of uh, of the flesh beast. Oh like, man! Yeah, so... I, I'll let Brian take this since he was so excited about <laughs> wanting to drive it. So, if you're good to go there, Tim. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so the flesh beast was their big bad boss zombie, um, and the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, the one vehicle. Um, as I had read it written, it was a cart that one person would pilot and it was literally like 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 one of those gym like platform scooters that you guys would play whatever game and smash your thumbs on um but then they made a three walls of a frame for and you were sitting out the fourth wall um but there were reactive targets on each of the corners each cor- each target would correspond to a limb and so you had to hit that to deactivate the limb and what that limb was was that zombies could attach themselves to, like, they could hold on to one of the corner things of the cart mechanically, like, literally how they built this thing. They had a bunch of, like, severed body parts from Spirit Halloween or whatever. Like, there were two arms and two legs attached to ropes that you could hold on to. And so the immersion was beautiful. 
and the skin of the walls looked like the stretched out like skin lady from Doctor Who. Moisturize me. Yeah, like but their their but moisturizer was gone because it was the apocalypse. Yeah, multiple faces on each face of the uh, prism, and so. I thought that zombies could tether off of this and you can make like giant long limbs and literally create a growing flesh beast. No, you could only have up to four zombies attached to the thing and then have the fifth pilot. But that zombie on the limbs and also the pilot were immune unless you shot the reactive target. And so if you had a zombie attached to the flesh beast and they had a chain whip... Now you had this like fifteen feet of oh god no, mm-hmm. and well no I didn't think they could kill when attached to the flesh piece. No, they could. Yeah, that that yeah, was they, they absolutely could. Yes, they could. That's what got Evie. <laughs> ah, um, but the other thing was, um, and this came into play very much towards the end was, um, there was actually a the zombie equivalent to an engineer called a wrecker that, um very much had the ability to um so you, they could break down walls so it was really interesting because you stacked one of those on top of the flash beast and now like the flash beast could just adapt abilities all over the place um that might have been how every barricade got smashed honestly well yeah um but kind of continuing following I'll say so I was deep in the admin pit when the flesh beast first showed up. I forget <laughs> who ran for it to go see it, but I'm trying to remember I where it I just saw popped out of nowhere and everyone was like, oh crap. <laughs> right. I, think yeah. I heard that the flesh beast was like right outside of the admin pit and I was like, yes. I'll yes. just stay in here then. This sounds like yeah. the best place to be. So yes, the thing I... that was go ahead. Oh no no I was just I was just gonna say like I was standing outside the admin pit and then you start hearing the yells going flash base flash base and then you see this fucking crazy Fred Flintstone zombie just like barreling <laughs> down the corridor with like shit hanging off of the arms and I run right back I mean I had no guts I like ran right back into the admin pit I was like flash base that's, and then that's and then everybody like turned that. the fuck around man I was like shit that was insane the by the so the nice thing though was by the time the flesh beast unlocked, um, because the zombies had to unlock it, we were like seventy five percent of the way through the like playtime, um, through the game. So at that point, our group had gotten I think we were at three out of six by the time the flesh beast went live. Um, yeah, we were, yeah. We're, we're at roughly three out of six, and then the we objectives. got two more of the objectives before they called another. Uh, pause in gameplay just because things were backing up so badly because you know everyone trying to turn in objectives at the same time yeah um, um so that second game pause was all gear is unlocked play to your maximum so for me because i was enjoying sword and being aboard uh i swapped socks for a nightingale um <laughs> There was a lot the, the the where they mentioned uh, finally forcing me to take twenty uh, uh, tokens to upgrade myself. This was the point where I was standing in line with the tokens, and they, and they went, "Okay, levels don't matter anymore." <laughs> yep. And so then yeah. you transferred them to me because I think we thought we were still gonna have to buy like armor flags or uh, med kits. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even then, they were like, "Just take whatever." Yeah. Right. And we're so... we're doing final stand sort of thing. Yeah. 
when you handed me those and I finally got to the table, I just like set them in the bag and their eyes just grew a little bit. They're like, holy shit. <laughs> um, and then so related to the med kits, they had they just print. These were just like printer paper, like Cody kits. Like, mm-hmm. that's all they were. So they had I'm a stack of them. And I went, can I can we just take those? And they're like, yeah, dude. You can only take one, but yeah, take them. And so everyone in the admin pit, I straight up just yelled like, yo, take a med kit. Anyone I passed in the hallway, yo, they have a stack of med kits. Take one. Because, like, we're on pause. Like, just give yourself that survivability. I think I had already booked it back and was full gearing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was doing the same, yeah. Because leading into this, um, leading into this pause, um, we had gotten... We were up to three done, turned in, of the balls. We had went back. So what we had completed so far was, if you think about, like, a cross, we had completed two on the same wing that the admin pit was, and one on a wing that was directly across from it. But there were two still left on the side where the food court was. So after we turned those two in, we got our upgrades, went back to the food court, grabbed a couple more, turned those in, then the pause happened, and during at this point in the game, we're far enough along, and there and the humans are working together well enough that the five of our group just kind of we started doing what we do best in HCZ, which basically means brain and buff went and did things, and then I found another large group of humans that was just like we're gonna all just kind of roll together, which actually happened to be the auxiliary and Xavier, and they were willing to just be like, yeah, no, what do you guys need to help finish this thing? Because at this point, it was pretty well clear we were one of the furthest groups along. Despite not going there to try to do that. <laughs> right? That was the last thing we wanted to do. Next thing you know, everyone's like, you guys are the furthest along. We want to see someone complete this. What can we do for you? Um, so when the second pause happened, everyone ended up back at the food court we had geared up, everyone had geared up to their max, and it was the kind oh. of thing where they were... Says you, I, I was just using my uh, Boomco flip bow and a, and a bunch of 40 round mags. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like your max buff. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that, that is your max buff. Um, but at that point, it was very much a um, one of the auxiliary people came up and was like, so where do you, what do you guys have left to do? And I was like, we need to get the orange balls. What's the orange balls were probably one of the furthest colors from the admin pit. And so you just see this, like, slowly everyone realizes that if we need those balls, everyone needs them. So it then turns into this, all the humans decide to work as one big group and try to get to the orange balls to go and attempt to, like, get one and turn it in. Um, Thankfully, we were doing... Buff and I were just doing it before the big mob of humans came because the big mob of humans was distracting all the zombies. So oh, yeah. often I only ever faced oh and and also m- muscle mama. Um <laughs> we only ever faced like lingering zombies, which still had they, perks they, and were a they, threat. They, there was like five max at 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 a single time, but but you would still have zombies pop here and there because we, we 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 cut across the initial corridor from the food court made our way around the corner uh, with Brain doing things with his Nightingale and Melee. We got down that particular hallway, 
going around some of the uh, actual ball installations that had been covered over, so it, it wasn't cover we could remove. Uh, at that point, uh, my wife got hit by one of the zombies with claws, brain took care of him, uh, was trying to get out his med kit to use, and just, like, handed the his my entire name badge. Yeah. I'm like, if I die, I die. It's fine. <laughs> Hand it off to me. Uh, after a few seconds of struggling to get the med kit out, we just yelled at the zombies that were waiting us. It was like, we have this med kit. We, we, we swear we're tearing it up. We're just using it. So we got up, went through. When, once we got to the uh, orange balls where they were sitting, by that point, he's like, you know, just tear up the med kit, throw it on the ground, do all that. We got two of the fives. Uh, Brain yeah. had one, and I forget if it was me or machine that had one but and he you, sprinted yeah. back yeah we got back to the, the the main crossroads of the mall at this point it was you know the main humans main zombie horde had done their thing and brain was just going up tapping everyone that was wearing a headband just in case because why not and also i could tag everyone that was in their safety rings so I just cleared yeah. out lines of safety rings. So, yeah, so we did that. And got to the hallway with the admin stuff. Walked for a little bit, going because all the zombies were out. Going back to the next respawn, caught our breaths, started running again to get to the admin pit before the zombies respawned. I'm not Turned sure I caught my breath to get to the admin pit. I yeah, think I, I think I I slammed a ball on the counter like panting. Yeah, <laughs> that was the idea, though. But yeah, did that. Figured out, okay, we completed the objective. What do we do now? Um, we go die doing something fun. And I I accidentally caused that because going out of the admin pit, uh, I shot someone. They were wearing a... It wasn't being worn as a headband for a zombie because they, they were a human with a sword. But they just had just over their entire head, but I just saw the orange band shot them and they it took took a knee and it was like, you're a medic, right? Wait, you're you're human? Shit. Well, I guess we're standing here defending him until we die. Oh. <laughs> um poor choice of attire. <laughs> I I I like to joke that while the three of them were on their quest to deliver the balls, um what had happened was the main human force had pushed into the um, the the corridor, the wing where the orange balls were, and we got them. We started falling back, like we had grabbed them. We're moving back. Eventually, one of the human engineers builds a wall. To nice. which you then see this very slow, like it builds a wall just past where the respawn is. So there's. Between us and where we need to go, there's at least one, if not like two or three respawns. But at least it means zombies aren't spawning behind us. Yeah. Um. So we build a wall. We hold the wall. We're doing what we can. We're like, there's an opening to get out of here. And like ten seconds later, there are now the the rooters or what they were called, the ones that were you could only kill with melee that couldn't be killed. Filled that gap, and we're like, well, this is a thing. Um. At that point. I think it was when Xavier did his whole last stand thing. Um, he did that as the flesh piece with one of the engineer wrecker zombies burst through the wall. And so we're trying to stall the zombies as best we can, just backing up, backing up, backing up. 
at one point, you hear an engineer fall back to the second wall. They had built a second wall um, that lined up with, like, the bottom of a staircase um, further back down this corridor with, like, a small gap. So we booked it through that, and then it just became this, like, there is no way out of here. We're just going to fight till we die. We can't really kill much, um, especially once they started using the rooters. Like, they had multiple out that kind of hopscotched their way up, um, and eventually they got through and everyone just kind of died. It was, um, it was very intense, but at the same time, the humans wouldn't really do much, because at this point, most of the melee people were dead. So, yeah. And then someone, like, actually got, needed, needed a real medic, and then there was... Oh, yeah. Uh, That was right, that was right before the final final yeah. yeah before before everyone jumped behind cover to do their big death mm. yeah because we had just fallen back to the second line the second wall and i think at that point like we had just closed that wall off when that happened correct yes but um i like to joke that it was the most hvz-esque um Battle of Helms Deep I've ever seen because that's what it felt like from the human side. Oh yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, it's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. No, without the uh, rain, without the rain, and without being rescued. But at the same time, Brain and Buff got to have their um walk through Mordor at the same time. So I was like, you know, this works out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, so- sounds like it was a uh, amazing it experience so yeah you guys yeah even with the logistical issues that popped up this go around you know three years later i i I can i can at least somewhat overlook that the the core of the playing the game was good oh yeah yeah also brisket hits different after you've been playing hvc all night (laughs) (laughs) that was such a good dinner choice though yeah it was that was uh, at first i was like wait we're going to a bar place on a Saturday of a relatively active mall. We're not getting there on time. Oh, it's fast food barbecue. Okay. <laughs> cool. So you guys definitely would go again. Oh, well, oh yeah. We're, we're already, I think like at least Mike and I are like, so we go OZ this time. I want a whip. Yeah. I want, <laughs> with I, want claws. I, I don't know if I'll ever be get enough kills to get a whip, but I want a whip. I feel like you could. There's enough. Probably. If nothing else, a better zombie than you will finish and be like, "Here you go." That's true. So, so my entire um, squad, except for me, was all first-time nerfers. They had never nerfed before, except oh, wow. for except for my girlfriend. She had nerfed one one game, and then this was all of our first HVZs, and we are all all in for next year. We loved it. We. Uh, it was it was amazing. I was a. Uh, I remember at one point I was talking to during a, a hold. I was telling Brain and Company because you know we were hanging out, being shepherded by Brain and Company. I was like, okay, I get it now. I get it now. And and, <laughs> and I know that it's not the usual type of HVZ, but I actually really like the progressive feel of the game. I like love. I like the idea of leveling up, all of that. And yes, I know it was very much jumping into the deep end and the deep end of the pool is full of wolves, but it was great. Absolutely. 11 out of 10 you, logistical you in, issues. 
to the diving pool with like wait wait your your pool has wolves. <laughs> I, I want to see this pool. That's true too, honestly. Well, I've got a question for each of you, or a two two part of question. Ooh. So, some of this will probably have already been mentioned, but kind of as a succinct way to say it, if you could go through and each of you could say what was the the best aspect like of the game itself what did you enjoy the most whether that was a mechanic or something about the location or anything like that what was your favorite thing and then what was the least favorite thing of the of the event for you well just 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 having an event that's going all night relatively speaking just grinding down i mean eh, you just keep going at it and at it and even though everyone's tired by the end, humans, zombies, whatever, you're just still going and wearing yourselves out, just having fun. I, I think just the base concept itself is the best part. What was your least favorite thing, then? <sighs> yeah, Buff, give a negative. Do that Damn thing it. you don't do. It doesn't have to be okay. a critique, but... Well, I mean... Well, what I did mean you, yeah, what, uh, did uh, uh, <laughs> what did not spark joy? What did not spark joy? I mean, I, I, leaving the logistic issues aside because that that that's going that's the big obvious thing that and they're they they're looking through all the stuff they can do to fix that the least favorite thing i would say was still uh, having hbh in the rules and not really a good way of implementing it cuz you know after you've done Ragnarok Oktoberfest and had an effective hbhvz then everything else that has tried it thus far hasn't been great. Yeah, I think my ranking for I think my ranking for HVH that I've played at, and not to say that any of these are bad, is Zombie Deathmatch, the YSU Demon game. Okay, I guess there's four. Uh, yeah, you're forgetting any, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, any other YSU HVHVZ. Um, yeah. And then actually, no, not Game of Thrones YSU HVHVZ. Because they didn't have food for that one. And I like the ones where they have food. Um, I like being able to skewer all of my food onto my blowpipe. Um, so then game of then mall game, and then I guess Game of Thrones. Um yeah, like the fact that the only the only reason that the HVH was relevant was when I accidentally got shot and I made sure that I had at least nullified that mechanic. It did eventually bite Buff in the ass, but like that's the only time that HVH ever mattered. And whenever someone or when other people are suspicious of other players, but my my play style is not socks or an FDL or both. It is to cat herd and say you guys don't need to be panicking right now. Because panicky humans are what get dead, and I did not ever let that happen. Um, I think for me, my favorite thing had to be the environment because it was still close quarters, but it wasn't necessarily as tight as Z13. But you still had some very intense moments moving around and trying to figure things out and just navigating it. Um. Yeah, HVZ that I don't get lost in. That's pretty nice. Yeah. My least favorite was, honestly, I think if they just went and did HVZ and kept the leveling mechanic, kept many of the other mechanics, and just 
got rid of the whole. Rent. I mean, basically, like they did year one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say I wasn't. I wouldn't know for year one. Um, I'm, but I'm, I'm in sorry, my mindset. Getting rid of what? Yeah, I think you broke the, the HVH sorry. element. Oh, okay. Yeah, because this was an amazing game, and other than like we said for friendly fire, it didn't really matter. Um, and it was still an amazing game, and like. Uh, after the game was over, I think it was Brain, Nick, and I went up and asked the um, asked Kyle, who was running the game, what the final mission was supposed to be. I'm sad. I, I'm sad we never got to see it. So it was basic. The final mission, because we we should talk about this, was yeah. to do. Also, there was a part two, but the the, the whatever it was a part two. I think it was just more QR code hunting. Um, you each squad was given a bomb. And you need to get a hit on. Oh, no. You getting a hit, your bomb to the Flesh Beast was your ticket out. So hmm. only six squads could do this. Okay. So, yeah, they had six bombs. Six squads could escape because the, your squad could hit the Flesh Beast with a bomb. And it was literally like a net in the center. Like they just future proofed this special. Like if we get to phase three, we have the thing for phase three. The other thing that was really cool about it was not only did you have to basically take this spike-like dollar store ball and drop it in the center of the flesh piece, you also had to make it to the ad, uh, the admin pit, and you had to do this whole process in a three-minute span. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And theoretically, by that point, there would only have been six squads, and probably not six full squads. You were talking, like, a piecemeal iteration of every squad. So, like... Maybe 15 people max are attempting this finale versus the other 110 zombies in this. Uh, I think it'd be more like 130. Because I think they said, yeah, math. Oh, sorry. Is it me? Um, Yeah, sure. Um, Let's see. Uh, Sorry. Favorite thing. I I know I kind of already said this, but I found the progression mechanic both as a human and as a zombie to be compelling because it created kind of a narrative and it created a sense of progression. And I'm glad that the Zeds had the same opportunity to level up because that's kind of been one of my things that I didn't like about the idea of HVZ is that, oh great, I get to run around trying to tag people with blasters for the rest of the game. So the fact that they created a experience for both sides humans and zombies i th- i thought was was really awesome um and of course you know the you know like like what's already said the environment all of that that was great um what i did not like i got to say and and this is not this is not anything that uh you know it's it, it's not terrible i mean i i definitely think the game could have been run on a slightly tighter schedule um we didn't actually get started till 11 or so. Uh, by the time we were done, we had been at the mall from 6 p.m. to about 5 a.m. the next day, and uh, that that was that was a little a little long. Now again, none of that can be fixed without additional admin, without additional manpower. So I do appreciate the level and the scale of what they were able to accomplish with what they had. But I do think. Um, 
I do think maybe a little bit more prep and some some more like demo stuff in the in the setup would have helped because I know like setup could have gone faster, but a lot of us just literally didn't know what to do with all the various items until the head mod came around and told everybody what to do. So yeah, we had to like fold boxes a certain way so that they would like nest into each other. It was like really cool Legos, but like imagine that your instructions are literally one dude telling you and it's the one dude who designed the Legos. So it works perfectly in his brain. But if you think differently, it doesn't work in your brain. And, and also and the Kyle, cardboard has a mind of its own. Right. And, and and Kyle didn't make it to the demo part until well after that setup. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that puts it on me. I think so. Yep. Um. So I think my favorite thing apart from the obvious there there is a warm spot in my heart for having a Molnar 4 in Pittsburgh as being really close to the other no wow okay jumping to my other point there was almost a nerf war in a closed down mall in Pittsburgh but they just kind of made a Facebook event and said we're totally gonna do it and then whoever owned the mall at the time sent a cease and desist to the organizer (laughs) so seeing a nerf thing happen in a mall was beautiful my favorite part of it would have to be that yeah zombie they made human melee a thing that was possible because they had made zombie progression that much scarier and that was amazing because a thing that i see as an organizer is oh well can humans get melee and it's like no you have a fucking blaster with ammo deal no you don't get all these umpteen other things suffer um (laughs) and also to to again to game dev credit normally in hvz there's a way to give zombies more perks it's just not as clear-cut as the mall game did and it's good that the mall game did that um i think my least favorite thing would be that they tried to account for a lot of the classic hvz hiccups like Tag, tag disputes being the big hiccup. Anything What slows down any game, like literally any game, is when you're not sure how some interaction is supposed to happen because you're not sure how the rules work or what actually happened, especially in a physical contact game. Like in football, if there's, an, if there's a strange call, that game's on hold until something happens, like until someone else says, this is what we're doing. And... The mall game tried to get around tag disputes by saying, oh, well, both actions just happen. But this only really works in the case of uh, if like a human and a zombie each make contact with their respective tagging implement at the same time. But I'm never concerned if a dart hits like on the same millisecond or millisecond slower or faster. If my brain can't clock that math, the zombie got me. Or if the zombie decides to play catch and release, I'll take the release. Usually the discrepancy is, did I get hit at all? And sometimes that's easy to tell because if your dart went wide, then the zombie is between you and the dart that you shot. Or if the zombie got hit, then there's a dart between you and the zombie. But here, where you are in an enclosed space where the ground is quickly getting littered with ammo, you can't make that call as easily. And the one time that I was in a tag dispute, because I like not really being in disputes because it slows down my game and everyone else's game, and one of us looks like an asshole in the end. Um, I was being supercharged by a Tier 3 medic, and the zombies thought that they had hit 
the medic with one of the bursters, but all they're doing is flinging a handful of darts, and those don't have the mass to really transfer their energy into someone with enough force that they'll notice it, especially when they're on a big adrenaline high. And so our discrepancy was not who got hit or when they got hit. It was, did they got hit? Because if the spitter hit me, then I was supercharged and it didn't matter. If it hit the medic, we were both dead. Like, we were so dead. My armor would not have saved me. There were five zombies there. They would have tagged both of us. Um, thankfully, as a consolation prize, I said, hey, I've got an armor flag. I know that'll give you a level. Do you want to just take that? And the zombie was amicable to that. And so that was... And the zombie still tried to give you the, the XP chip. <laughs> yeah, he did. I don't remember if I took it. But yeah, so the fact that they tried to account for the discrepancies in the game and it at best meant nothing and at worst made the game more complicated would have to be my biggest downfall of the game, which is a very small downfall. That sounds like it was an awesome time. Um, kind of, you all kind of hit on some similar negatives, which were not that negative. It's something we all struggle with, with a, you know, making games happen, which is logistics. So good. Yeah. And I, I know, I think, we were the majority, if not all the hosts have been talking that we would really like to be able to go next year. Yeah, it's definitely on our radar. Hell yeah. But, but I don't know if you guys are starting as OZ. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, right. find out. we'll find the other teams. Don't worry. If you show up, we'll definitely start as OZ. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't the be OZ. The goal of the Zombie Corps of Engineers is to accelerate everyone. We want to accelerate you guys as humans, too. We'd also love to accelerate you as zombies. <laughs> just don't accelerate the process of be us becoming zombies oh right we only right. accelerate here i'm sorry uh zero to 60 in 3.5 hours when this thing hits, hits 88 you're gonna see some serious shit <laughs> <laughs> indeed all right well i think uh that pretty much wraps up this episode i'm sure you guys could uh go on for hours and i'm sure five minute respawn definitely will so um, we'd have an episode with Kyle and Lance set to record two days from the time of this recording. And then we are also doing an episode with the zombie team. So we, two teams got two medals, like two sets of medals. One, we got best human team and best overall team. There was a group of zombies that were immaculately cosplayed and scary as shit as zombies. Or maybe I wasn't really scared of them because I didn't see them because I did kind of try to avoid zombies. But they got best costume and best zombies. And so because all, we were rocking face as humans, we didn't really experience the zombie side. So we're going to get a look into what that was like. Gotcha. Well, I, at the rate that uh, my personal life allows me to edit episodes, this one may come out after that. Um, yeah, you know, but depends uh, on my brain. Things happen. Yeah. If uh, if our listeners aren't regular listeners of Five Minute Respawn and and what you're hearing about in this episode interests you, I highly encourage you. Even if you aren't interested in hearing more about um, Mall Madness, but uh, enjoy HVZ, go check out Five Minute Respawn. Um, and if you run into Brain, get a patch. Yeah. Yes. Thank them for a suggested donation because I wasn't allowed to sell anything at the mall. Yeah. Which reminds me, uh, for our listeners, the uh, Detroit Dart Talk 
fashion boutique and gift shoppy is now open on our discord uh, with listings for um, shirts uh, the limited supply we have left uh, patches uh, and some stickers um, so go check that out um, and z13 patches are for sale on detroit dartworks etsy there you go since we've been plugging our own events so much in this episode yep is uh, that the mitten one that's the mitten yep. pvc okay. delicious patch you can also get you can also get sdnc patches from um i believe the shop is loopy mom i'll look that up real quick just link it in the soundcloud description people totally read that yeah okay all proceeds for the z13 patches go directly to the club so it helps us run z13 all proceeds go for five minute respawn go to my gas tank <laughs> uh it it is loopy mom all one word is uh my good friend chris um and his wife um uh, uh make our oh, it, make our club it's, patches it's loop like the like like how it's hook and loop yeah well um yes oh. that's what we're gonna go with <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um uh, hosts uh quick shout outs um I've got one uh, just real quick uh, shout out to Maritime Foam for repping us in one of their recent TikToks. There was a Detroit Dart Talk patch uh, very uh, prominently displayed on his uh, vest uh, for, I think it's a uh, Dart Zone Halloween contest there's, that's going on uh, where you make a video with their products. Um, but he was repping the Detroit Dart Talk patch uh, very prominently on his vest. I will shout out to Chalo, uh, Captain Xavier, for doing a little review of my Aki Nub and putting it up on YouTube. Oh yeah, he loved that thing. Yeah, I was it made it made my day. Adam, Adam, Did... I think he stepped away. All right, no. well, well oh, I think Adam's... I will shout out Tim because he is such an amazing person. Damn, Adam, Adam shout out goes to me for selling Quicks and Meowsers on Detroit Dartworks. Check him out. <laughs> uh to our guests do you guys have any quick shout outs um, um i'd like to shout out whatever fans that i wind up having because it feels weird that people you know are responding well to this thing that i picked up as a COVID hobby that it, it it truly astonishes me and inflates my ego so much and i need to wear one of my work hats that is very tight around my head just to keep everything in check. And Bray, um, go ahead and plug plug your plug your thing. Plug your thing. What thing? The so hobby. Things. Warhol's wares, of course. No, that's, that's brain leather now because okay, yeah. So uh I have also picked up leather as my introverted COVID hobby. Um I almost have Ooh, a quick holster so pattern. Sexy. I almost have a quick holster pattern that vaguely works kind of and i'm not sure if it isn't working because i made it with crash leather or because the quick is very hard to holster because of the intricacies that makes the quick and the meows are so beautiful but i can holster a fucking pew pew and i don't think anyone else can say that without magnets so if you don't want magnets and you want a dead cow to hold your blaster hit me up moo i want to both shout out and show um, the, um, Western PA HPV yes. clubs. All of them. Um, Pit, all of them. Pit Tech, Geneva, Grove City. 
the fact that you guys are keeping I'm, I'm hijacking the shadow the fact that you guys are oh, keeping right. hvz alive is um, uh, i it warms my soul i used to have to travel three hours to play hvz now i can travel like an hour and hit three games which means that we now have to travel 10 uh-huh but, but, <laughs> Okay. But it is hey, great. We drove to you to play for three hours. No, you can drive abs- here to play for a whole day. You're absolutely right. It also, um, it, it's great to see that uh, uh, Pennsylvania has picked up the ball that uh, Ohio kind of had to set down because of COVID. Yeah. And so far, um, there was game last weekend. School was running an invite for the first time. They did phenomenal. That was uh, Pittsburgh Tech. Geneva's is this upcoming weekend. I don't know when that is in relation to the people when this will go out. More, um, more focus shout out to you, Luke, because all of your promotional material has been oh top notch. Oh my god! Um, have you have um? Uh, and this is a question specifically for uh, Alex and Adam because they're going to be there. Have you seen the most recent video for it? Uh, Especially um, Adam, because his product is very heavily featured. No. Oh yes, it is. No, I have not been what? seeing any videos popping. What? Where up. is my super spam? Where are these videos posted? Uh, Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. Send it. Is it um, Facebook? It, it's not on the event. Uh, here we go. I've got it. I'm the best at Google Foo. Where can yeah. others go look at these videos? Uh, they um, were posted in the event page, but I've posted it into the quiet on the set. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been seeing these come across. I don't think I've watched the they one. They are yet. also, I believe the club has a YouTube channel. I think they're getting posted to that. Yeah, I um, don't see them on the event page when I scroll it. Oh, this is amazing. You should see the, <laughs> the leak that the the artistic visionary Brian Reynolds made. Oh my god. Right? <laughs> Wow, Incredibles <laughs> it's reference. So <laughs> it's so good. Very cool. Oh my gosh. Um, but then Grove City is the weekend after, so it's like three consecutive weekends of great games in Pennsylvania. It's so nice to see. That's awesome. But yeah, that, that that's my shout out to Western PA HVZ clubs. Abe, how about you? you got a shout out? I guess just a quick shout out to everybody at DDT, the Zombie Corps of Engineers, and all y'all that have been interacting with me and uh, making Nerf a really fun and just enjoyable community to interact with. Well, we were glad to have you on the show. Thanks for joining. You weren't allowed to die. Buff? And you? Uh, well, I mean, you, you, you took the Pennsylvania thing, so... I guess I'll just have to do a shout out for my wife, who is, uh, who is nice enough to want to play alongside me and have fun doing all these crazy shenanigans with me and my friends. So, and is actually a very successful player as well. Well, yes, but don't let her head get too big. I've I've tried to get my wife to play, and she bribes bribes her way out with a very nicely cooked breakfast. We, we, ex- say, we accelerate human teams and egos here in the Zombie Corps of Engineers. Fair um, enough. <laughs> we, got, we got my girlfriend to play for the first time at Pit Tech, and she really she wants to get into some better shape first, but she really wants to play again. I also like that I've adopted the Zombie Corps of Engineers motto, or not motto, mental state for other games. Like, I brought water 
to Pit Tech, people thought that, that was I was OZing because I was being nice. <laughs> They're like, you're you're playing light, you're being helpful, you're gonna kill us, aren't you? I'm like, no, no, I'm not. But yeah, no, everything has been wonderful. Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, we will um, get this one out as soon as possible um, so that it can be listened uh, to along with all of the five minute respawn content uh, for a full comprehensive, uh, as they like to call it, deep dive. Um, but that for... might be what we're doing. <laughs> but for uh, Adam, Alex, myself, Tim, and our guests, Brain, Buff Daddy, Buff Mommy, Abe, and uh, Spy Mike, uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye! Bye! Oh no! Can they hear me? They can. We hear you, oh muscular father. Someone say hear you? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the singer. Nicely done. Here I go again!